Welcome to Equipus Christchurch. Equipus Church is a whole lot of friends championing one another to go higher in Christ. For more details, check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. Here's what I want to say to you. If you're on a journey of, of finding yourself a house of worship, but more than that, a place where you can dig your roots deep and be planted in the house. Let me just say to you this morning, this is it. Because it's not about equippers. It's not about me or the team. This is about Jesus. And this is about Jesus Church. We are the bride of Christ. And God will fulfill His purpose in His house in Jesus' name. And I believe you're in the room this morning and in the next room to our parents who are in the next room and our children who are in the other rooms that you're here for such a time as this. The world cannot change unless the church stands up. The world cannot know Jesus unless we open our hearts, our hands, and lastly, our mouths. <laughs> Preach! But like, can you catch it this morning? There's a real awareness of we got to get it on our watch. I am determined to see a house that continues to push back the darkness. I'm done with trying to entertain Christians. I'm done with trying to appease your ears. This morning we declare that unless God is with us, we're gonna shut our doors down. I, I know that for me particularly, every now and then I gotta get reminded exactly who's in charge around here. Today is one of those days. This is God's house. We are God's people. And together, we're bringing down the fire. Together we bring down the rain of love and truth into the house. Thank you, you guys have served amazing this morning. Don't go too far, because this ain't gonna be long. Louise, can you still minister on there? Cool. You got your Bibles with you? Man, wasn't that an, a, a great time together? A, a, a day of celebrating. This new dawn, um, do you know what? You're pretty special. Because you, not only are you God's child, but you, you, you get to be part of my family. You're in my world. I'm in your world. And what I love is that we, together we can really make a difference. This is not about just meeting on Sunday. This is about Monday through to Saturday. It's about making a difference in your workplace, in your homes, in your friendships, in your marriage to body. In all spheres of life, 
we are going to make a difference. All right, open your Bibles to Luke chapter 2. And this is called the story of Jesus. And so we've come from the start where Jesus is born and then he's presented at the, at the temple to so his, his baby dedication. And then I want us to jump to uh, verse 41. So Luke chapter 2, verse 41. And this is about Jesus um, at the temple, the boy Jesus. Have you found it, say yes. If you haven't found it yet, say wait. It'll be up on the screen. Good, there was no wait there. All right, so verse 41. Every year Jesus' parent, parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over, while the parents were running home, were returning home, the, parent, uh, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they traveled for a day, a whole day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and their friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, somebody say three days. Wow. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting amongst the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me? He asked. Didn't you know that I would be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart and Jesus grew in wisdom stature and in the favor with God and man. Lost but not lost. Have you ever lost your child? You might not want to put your hand up. <laughs> um, I've had maybe three occasions where I've kind of done something like that. And, and you know, not lost them, but left them at church. Like we get home and the house is quiet. And Shelly would go, ah, oh, it's really quiet. And I would go, yeah, it's good. Where are the kids? Uh, when we lived up north, our home was just probably about a couple of hundred meters from church. And so you'd imagine, I'm kind of like, oh, no, my kids are stuck at church. I'm, i got to go and find them. I run up to church, and here they are with our church folk chatting away, talking, not even worried or concerned. I don't know how long you may have left your kids for, but in our passage this morning, three days had passed. Actually, they'd walked for a day and then searched for three days and then they find them. How many of you know uh, how their prayers would be when they would talk to God about losing his son. God would say to them, you had one job. God, um, so I, I, we know that you know where he is. 
can you let us know where to find them? God's like, I gave you responsibility. <laughs> you go find them. What I love is that he wasn't lost. He was found in the house of God. Now, Jesus being a typical 12-year-old, if you've had 12-year-olds, you'd know exactly how Mary and Joseph would be feeling right now because Jesus had not been announced yet, but he was fully functioning as a 12-year-old dude. Imagine all of the things that have been going on in his world right there and then. But he finds himself talking to leaders and teachers, asking questions and also giving answers. And the Bible says that they were amazed. Go back to verse 41. Jesus, family, Mary and Joseph go to Jerusalem every year. So Jesus is now 12. He has been, this has been part of his tradition that every year they go to Jerusalem and offer a sacrifice for the Passover. How many of you know that's a good habit? It's a good habit to have. Coming to church is a great habit. The fact that you decided this morning to get up even though someone stole an hour of your sleep. You decided to come into the house and bring your children with you. Now, we don't know the kind of conversations that happened while you were getting ready and the conversation in the car because someone's lost something, their mind, maybe shoes, maybe a nappy blowout. But you've chosen to come this morning because you want to create a legacy for your children. You want to create good habits. Jesus being dedicated in the temple was the start of something new. As far as Mary and Joseph were concerned, it was the start of something new. Do you know what I love about Simeon and Sarah, the prophetess and the prophet who were there, who declared because God had spoken to them about what they had seen, what they, God had deposited in their hearts about Jesus. Simeon said, I will not die until I see the promised Messiah. We will not die so that we could see the promise of Jesus and our seed, in our, in our children. We want to see that seed of life and hope flourish and grow. Let us not forget the purpose of the gift. God has gifted our children to us for a purpose. And let me say, when they get to their teenage years, that's when we need to go shift to the next gear. Because society is saying, just leave them. Leave them with their own devices. Just leave them and they won't rock the boat. Fathers, let me declare that you have the responsibility and the mantle 
to raise your house in a godly way. This morning, I release the mantle of leadership and servanthood over you. Because we have a whole generation of kids that need to be raised in the ways of God. We are not turning back. We are turning the tide on our city and we're saying, we're declaring we are moving forward with our children. Jesus grew in wisdom. That's his mental capacity, his psychology. (laughs) I thought I want to be clever there. In his height, because he grew. That's his physical ability. And in the favor of man and God. As we anointed you this morning, parents, we declared over you a new season of growth, a new season of favor, of anointing and blessing. You are now going to pass that on to your children as you go home today. We're not leaving anyone else behind. We're laying down a good solid foundation. So prayer and Bible reading or the Word in your homes is not a thing yet, good time to start. Start small. Don't make it big. Don't make it last an hour. Five minutes. How many of you know, um, as kids growing up in a Christian home, devotions, man, Like we sit there for like an hour and a half. It's like a church service. And we're like dying on the inside. Actually, really going old on the inside. And we hated family devotional time. So let me encourage you, make it exciting. Make it something that kids will just go, wow. Man, I love Jesus. Thank you, Dad. Thank you, Mom for encouraging me in the ways of God. Learn the Scriptures. Get it into their spirit. Know that you are loved. That you are loved by the Father. And His love pours out through you. We need to prepare a generation to be generous in faith, hope, and love. We need more faith-filled, passionate believers. Not a bunch of people who look like they've been baptized in vinegar. No, 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 serious. But a bunch of people who carry this dynamic love that just, you just got to turn up. And people know that God is in the house. People know that God is in the room. Because people need to know that they are loved. Let's make the Father's house our home. Let's make the Father's house our home. Let it not be a show home, 
with all the glitzy stuff and sterileness of it. Let it be a home. Let it be a place where you could come and take your shoes off, as it were, and relax and bask and be in the presence of God and be refueled and be equipped for life through faith in Jesus Christ. You see, no matter where you are in your stage of life, this morning I pray that you will have a sense of the closeness of God in your world. The closeness of His presence, His nearness, that no matter wherever you go, He is with you. Always, always, always. So I say to you this morning, come as you are. Come as you are. Bring your problems. Bring your worries. Bring all your issues. Bring it to Jesus. And we'll leave it with Jesus. And we'll pick up His love and freedom as we move forward. Let's not complicate things. Let's keep it simple. Because when we keep it simple, everybody gets to understand. Amen. Wherever you are in your walk, bless you for your discipleship, bless you for the many years of journey. But let's use the legacy that we have to serve other people. Let's use the energy, let's use the experience, let's use the vibrancy to affect our children to grow up in the ways of God. You may feel this morning, oh, that word was so not for me, but I'm declaring it over you because this is what we need to hear. This is where we need to go. Too many people stand alone. When Jesus was found, He was not by Himself. He was with a great number of people. Today you're surrounded by a great number of people. And so you're not alone. So what I want to say to you, wherever you are in your journey, God is with you. God loves you. And God's purpose is for you. I just feel like I've got to labor that. God is here for you. God is here for you. Let's make the Father's house our home. kids to be strong and courageous walking in the ways of God walking in the grace of God walking in the power of God and we get to cultivate that in environments like this why don't you stand with me represented this morning are tribes and villages and a great number of witnesses 
that surround us. You see, Jesus could have been walking around Jerusalem admiring all of the architecture and things that would take his attention, but he chose to be in the temple chewing the fat. Too often we scheme over the surface and we don't go deep in our conversations. And so sometimes we decide to do that to protect ourselves. But I want to say to you, let's make this a safe house. Let's make this a place where people could come and feel the love of God without judgment. Do you agree with me? Without judgment. I want you to go today into your world. Hmm. Know that whatever place you walk into, that the presence of God goes with you. And so when you face challenges this week, He's with you. When you share a testimony, He's with you. When you're alone, He's with you. When you're in a crowd, He's with you. When you're feeling tired, He's with you. When you're feeling lost, He's with you. He's with you. He's with you. Nothing, absolutely nothing, can separate you from His love. Nothing. So if there's anything you need to hear today, know that you are loved. Know that you are loved. Oh, He loves you. Loves you. Yes, Jesus loves you. No, He does. My Jesus loves you. Loves you, loves you, loves you. Yes, He loves you. He does, He loves you. Loves you. Loves you, loves you. We need to go to war with complacency. We need to go to war against poverty. We need to go to war against apathy. We need to go to war with boredom. We need to go to war with hatred. We need to go to war with judgmental thoughts, actions, 
Come on, we need to stir up our hearts and our spirits because we know that we are loved. We know that nothing else stands against us. We need to go to war. So here's what I want to do. Prophetically this morning, I want you to take a stance that tells me that you are ready. Get into a stance this morning because we are about to plunder hell and populate heaven. We're about to win people, whole communities for Jesus. We're about to take on the world. Now I'm aware, just as I said that, unbelief kind of entered the room. Unbelief just came and said, what you talking about? And so I speak to unbelief right now in the name of Jesus. And we declare, unbelief, you have no place in this house, in our lives. I want to speak for miracles. Miracles like we've never seen before. Because the church I see is a church that celebrates the goodness of God. A church that celebrates the vibrancy of God. The God that I serve is alive and well and He loves the world. Lift up your hands. Holy Spirit, thank You for a new wave. Thank You for a fresh anointing. We thank You for life. Oh, we're so expectant for what you're about to do. We're excited for the new season that you're bringing us to. We're excited for the favor of God. We're excited for the grace of God. We're excited for the blessing of God in our lifetime. We lift up your name this morning. Let your name be lifted up. Let it be like a banner that flies from the highest mountain. Let it be the name that sets people free. Let it be the name that continues to break bondages. Let it be the name that continues to shower miracles over your people. And so we reach out over our city now in Jesus' name. And we declare peace, hope, and your truth and love. In the name of Jesus. Come on, if you received it this morning, why don't you shout to the name that is above every other name. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. We will grow in wisdom and authority. We will grow in this house. We will set our roots deep and we will be nourished from His Word. are the people of God. Woo! Man, I feel like nothing's impossible right now. Why don't you make a decision right now? What is the first thing you will do? What is the first step you will take? Because we're ready. What is the first thing you will do when you leave the service this morning? How are you going to affect the city? 
How are you going to let God be seen in you? Make a decision, make a decision right now. Choose, just choose something. God, use me, God, use me. If you can use anything, I know you can use me. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. 